Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. That's right. You've stumbled upon the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio because, let's face four hours a night, five days a week, clearly not enough. Bonus coverage here on the fifth hour. Very exciting. I know. It's uh, true. Calm down. Calm down. And, Danny, this is one of my favorite shows of the week. It's the mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. It's been a beautiful weekend already. Sports with Coleman. Uh, Saturday's show was a lot of fun. There's NFL preseason in action. And then you got the fifth hour on Sunday for the mailbag. Yeah. Mailbag, mother sucker. That's right. It's all you need. And the proper way to start the mailbag, there's only one way to do it. And we have to strike up the band. Ohio Al. It's in the bag. All right, good job. I love that. Right to the point. That allows us to get to the many, many, many questions. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. That is right. This is what we call the mailbag. We do it every week. If you'd like to contribute, you don't have to wait 
five days to send a question. You can do it right now. Now, we're not going to read your question right now because we're not actually live right now. It's a podcast. We will read it on the next show if, you know, assuming we, we get it in time and all. But you can email at any point. You can email right now, five minutes from now, ten minutes from now, tomorrow, the next day. But my experience is if you don't do it right now, you're going to forget to do it. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. Or you can wait until Monday or Tuesday on the Facebook page, which is Ben Maller's show. I'm told no teenagers, no one under the age of 70 is on Facebook. But I'm still on there to see family and whatnot. But Facebook, Ben Maller show on there. You can check it out. Are we on TikTok? No, we're not on TikTok. Are we on uh, – there was another one my nieces told me about. Just take a photo of what you're doing at that moment, huh. a snapshot, and then, like, all your friends are supposed to take a photo of what you're doing at that time. Have you ever heard of this? Maybe you listening can help us out on that. I just Googled new social media, Discord. Uh, we know about Twitch. Yeah. Instagram Reels, No. We know about Patreon. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Twitter space. Let me see. Spotify green room. Caffeine. No. Supernova. No. Clubhouse. Not Clubhouse. No. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's been around for a while and I don't know. I just don't remember the name, but it's uh yeah, my you know, my niece is in high school, so she's much cooler than I am. By far. Oh, she's got all the answers to life's problems. And she shops at thrift stores. My other niece is in college, so she's, you know, come on. All right. Uh, the first. Way too cool for you with all those holes in their jeans. Uh, damn right. All right. Uh, we start with this one. Mike from Fullerton writes in, and he says, hey, Ben, you asked how I became a rabid fan of your show. So I will say, oh, this is the big reveal from Mike from Fullerton. Uh, he says, I've just been an occasional sports radio listener until last summer. When I was looking for more things to listen to in the background, I found a show I liked, but it was not yours. He points out it was Fox Sports Radio alumnus Steve Mason and John Ireland. The Mason and Ireland show, both of them worked at Fox Sports Radio back in the day. In fact, John Ireland, before he became the Laker broadcaster, did a Saturday morning show with Stephen A. Smith at Fox Sports Radio. Stephen had not done much radio they worked together. I did updates on that show from time to time. Uh, I do recall trying to touch up Stephen A's work. He did not appreciate that. Uh, but uh, and Steve Mason, also a Fox Sports Radio guy. Anyway, uh, Mike says, I mainly podcasted them at night, and I enjoyed it until the NBA season started and all their whining and delusions over the West Brick Lakers disaster Got very annoying, so I dropped them. How about that? He got rid of Mason and Ireland. They've been on the radio in L.A. for like three decades. Uh, he says, I put Fox Sports Radio on one night because I needed a new show, and yours was on. Brian Finley was filling in, and tennis arguments took over. It was great. Wow. I became a fan of the show right away. You can either thank or blame Brian Finley for that. I'm going to blame him. Uh, and Mike says, I listened for a few months without contributing anything until the Rams won the Super Bowl. Just ram it. I was pumped up. So I called the Insta advice line for the first time and started tweeting the show that night. The reason I've been tweeting more the last few months, he says, is just that I've uh, been around longer and I started talking to the other f super fans 
of the show. He says, I also enjoyed bugging my friends with clips from the show. He also says, if you're wondering how I am able to listen to the show every night, it's pretty simple. I'm not very outgoing and I work from home. That's like the perfect combination, mm-hmm. right? Introvert, work from home, check mate. Uh, he says, that's my story. Keep up the great work, Ben. And you too, Danny G. Well, thank you, Mike. I am flattered. And I do like Mike's sense of humor. He's got a very sarcastic, dry sense of humor. Yeah. Which I enjoy very much. Are we going to meet him at the Maller meet and greet? Well, he's a, he said he's not very outgoing and he's an introvert, so probably not. Now, I, I, I will say uh, th- these things I've done in the past, usually what happens, and I know this because I'm an introvert too, but I, I usually take some caffeine, so I'm bouncing off the walls at these things. <laughs> Normally, there'll be a few fellow introverts that will go to these things and sit by themselves kind of in the back because that's what we do as introverts. Yeah. And so I'll try to, as much as I can, go up and say hello if possible, because I, I have that bond with the introvert. And so there's a connection that we have. And I, I understand the language of the introvert. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you, Mike, for that. Uh, keep it going on. Really quick, Ben. Yeah. Your niece, is it Be Real? Yes. <laughs> there it is. Be yeah. Real. Have you ever I heard found, of that before? Yeah. I found this New York Times article. It says, this new social app is boring in a good way. Once a day at an unpredictable time, Be Real notifies its users that they have exactly two minutes to post a pair of pictures. The feed is mundane, but also fun for now, at least. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because we were at the beach and Uncle Benny, that's me. I'm Uncle Benny. So we I had to be in the photo with my niece, you know. Oh, she got the notification while yeah. she was hanging with you. Yeah, we were hanging out in the, the beach cabana, which is just a tent. But we were hanging out there, and she's all, I got to post this. And so Man, we yeah. get to the bottom of everything on this damn podcast. You want answers, we got answers. Chris in Maricoca to Iowa writes in. He says, if you could choose where and how you will die, oh. what would it be? That's a very morbid question. Uh, on the beach, watching the sunrise, or in a warm bed? Uh, can I, uh, take none of the above? I don't know. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't know how you're, it's the, the, the surprise of life, the mystery of life. You don't know how you're going to die. Um, and do you want to die suddenly? I, I have, it's a weird thing because I have both experiences. My mom had breast cancer. She was sick for many years. The last probably 10 years of her life, most of it, she was sick. And then my dad was, mostly healthy up until like just a couple of days before he checked out. And so I don't, I don't know what's better. I, I, I felt like more with my mom, I got to say goodbye to her and we knew the end was coming. My dad, I didn't really expect that he was not going to make it. So that's a, that's a tough one. It is tough. People say die in their sleep, but the moment you die, don't you go like, ah, like that yeah i mean i guess if you it's hard to answer that question but you would love to be surrounded by your loved ones yes of course uh, and my mom got that which is great because we knew what was going to happen my dad did not because of we had a heart attack but it was also because of uh, covid and all that stuff yeah uh, that's unfortunate uh chris also says when you get mail delivered changing the topic from (laughs) Death to mail delivery. When you get mail delivered to your house and it isn't yours, do you A, throw it away, 
B, put it in the correct mailbox, or C, right, return to sender on it and put it back in your mailbox. P.S. Go Raiders. So the answer to that for me, Chris, is I will – I don't throw it away. Unless – let me let me check that. Unless it's like junk mail. Yeah. Like, well, this person – why am I going to track down this person? They're not going to want this. But assuming it's, it doesn't look like junk mail, I will try to put it in the correct box. But if it's somewhere I don't realize where it is and all that, I'll just, you know, do the return to sender thing. But I don't throw it away unless it's junk. Yeah, if it's somebody, you know, in your neighborhood and they just got a couple of the, the house or apartment numbers backwards, then you walk it down and set it on their doorstep. Yeah. Uh, but if you could tell it's junk, you're right. You throw that in the trash can. Yeah. The, the last thing you want is a neighbor to bring you junk mail. And be like, yeah, you you didn't get this, but here it yeah. is. Now. And I was like, no, uh, no, 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 no. I don't need that. I, exactly. Thanks for my phone bill. I don't want that. It's junk mail. Yeah, no, you pay it. Okay, I, I don't, I don't need that at all. All right, what, what the heck is wrong with you? Uh, all right, uh, what is next here? Let's You've got see. mail. Yes, we do. Uh, next one uh, says, "Dear Menace of Night Radio and Dynamite, Danny G." Oh, this is Neil from The Real Miami. What up, Neil? He says, it has come to my attention that you two Utes are in a career surrounded by sausages. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. I've been there. I spent five years in the Marines. Fun, real, not real fun. Uh, question for you two Utes. Uh, what other career do you or did you dream of for a taco party, Danny, he says. Look at that. Oh, man. Is that the reason Danny G got a gig at the school? Wow. Uh, warm regards from uh, the other Sunshine State here, Neil, in uh, Miami. Uh, so, yeah, how do you answer that one? I, uh, what other career would you do? Like a strip club DJ? No, I was, I, well, I was going to say, and hopefully when you're thinking about work, you're thinking with your big head because I never thought about, well, let me think about this career. Cause there's going to be girls there. That's not how that works. Um, yeah. You know, I was at FM radio stations though, that had a combination of female and male DJs, but obviously he's right about sports radio. It's predominantly male, but we don't go to work to Mac on anybody We we both have significant others. First of all, I guess that hasn't stopped some other dirt bags, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not, neither of us are like that. And no, to answer his question about going to a school and working there or teaching at a school, my experience with female teachers has not been so amazing. I mean, I don't want to stereotype female teachers, but uh, they're either granola crunchers or they're very strict or they're very old or... Uh, but I, I, but I've never gone to a campus thinking about, oh man, what teachers are going to be here? I'm thinking about, oh shit, what's my lesson plan for this morning? How many kids are going to be in this class? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's probably thinking like as when you're younger, you know, you imagine gotcha. Scenario, oh, okay, okay, the hot, gotcha. the hot teacher or something like that, or uh, oh, maybe I've been I, too serious with work then because I didn't think about that when I was a kid either. Yeah, no, I had very old curmudgeon teachers. I did not have anyone mildly attractive who was a teacher of mine 
as I recall. Maybe I had a substitute one time that was kind of cute, but other than that, it was. And you know, even if she was cute, I mean, I was the I was the bowling ball. I was the you know beach ball. I mean, there's no, there's nothing going on there. Uh, at all. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Barry from Music City, USA. Uh, he says, Yeah, yeah, ma, man, uh, Benny. Uh, yeah, yeah, ma, Benny. Uh, I am really hoping uh, that today on this episode of The Real Fifth Hour, you will give us an update on Benny versus the Penny. Come on, man! Uh, also, have you mentioned, uh, you, you have mentioned, rather, uh, Barry says, you have mentioned many times that you like to bet on the NFL. Do you bet on any other sports, either professional or college? I'll hang up and listen. LOL. All right. So, Barry, the first thing is the Benny versus the Penny thing is all over the map. Uh, th- there's a possibility that it'll be on this podcast. There's a chance it'll be on a different platform. Uh, I'm talking to a, a number of people about this and it's a very fluid situation. And I realize the NFL season's less than a month away now. And uh, I don't have anything locked down. I'm really at the mercy of some very powerful people that uh, I am caught up as you, as you know, Danny, in the bureaucracy of corporations. And I, yeah, it's just the part of the, the way this stuff works. So, there's also a chance that Benny versus the penny might start out on the podcast. And then at some point, since I own that property, I guess it could move to another platform later on. Um, that's also on the table. Uh, and, and so there's different possibilities. I was, I was actually playing around Danny. I don't know if we should talk about this on the podcast, but if you do end up being the penny, at least at the beginning of the year, I was thinking maybe there'd be a way we could do this on a Twitch feed recorded because a lot of the fans of the show love the live interaction and that's a a big part of it so i thought maybe we could do something on twitch and then record it off there and use it for the fifth hour on the weekends like you know do it on a whenever time we'll just it's like uh i remember when adam carolla started doing his podcast stuff he just like tweet out hey we're doing a live show call now yeah like, like that like we could do something like that and then I'm I'm pretty sure I don't know about Barry's schedule, but I bet you Alfie Alien O'Piner would show up no matter when. <laughs> and and Justin in Cincinnati and just Josh and Yeah, and your lover Rachel. Oh Rachel Montebello. I <laughs> Of course. So well, she's a wonderfully talented musician and we're lucky to have her. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Pierre from far, far away says, I will not be attending the Maller meet and greet in the OC. How dare him? Pierre, if you had started walking, (laughs) you would have maybe made it to Pennsylvania by the time the thing starts. Anyway, uh, he says, Ben, I feel the need to clear the air. Pierre writes, there's a lot of fake news surrounding me, the Muppet militia, and the Maller militia. Pierce says, first off, my burner account was inspired by the feud between Ernie and the rest of the Muppet militia. I enjoyed the playful attacks and am very sad that Ernie and the rest of the Muppet parody accounts are gone. Uh, He says, I was Switzerland in the skirmish 
and did not take sides. For those of you that are new to the show, I had this guy, Ernie the Great Opiner, who lived in Michigan and was a super fan of the show and contributed a lot of content. And he had Ernie from Bert and Ernie as his avatar. And what happened on the show was a number of other listeners got jealous that this guy was getting all the attention and they were very annoyed. And so they started attacking him by coming up with other Muppet accounts came out of nowhere. And we thought it was funny. And then it, it just kept happening one after another. It wasn't random after a while. And I don't know if it was just one person or if it was like 50 people, but it seemed like a lot of people had Muppet accounts. And so anyway, Ernie, it was all fun and games at first and Ernie was cool and all that. And then at some point things went terribly wrong and I'm not really sure what happened, but some of these uninvited guests who became Muppet accounts said they did something. Ernie claims he changed shifts, but I think there's more to it. I think it goes deeper than that, Danny. Yeah. I think it had something to do with a certain snuffleupagus avatar. <laughs> well, maybe Oscar the Grouch came over and started you know, shit talking from his can. Rude, and then Ernie. You gotta, you gotta have thicker skin than that, though. There's a lot of uh, Oscar the Grouches in this world. Yeah, yeah, and social media is a cesspool anyway. We've known that since yeah. day one, and uh, you know people do stuff just to get attention. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you see the video that went viral this week of the guy that went up to uh, this NBA player in the candy shop? And he's like, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. I love you, Russell Westbrook. And it was Ben Simmons. Yeah, I've seen right? those videos before. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. You know, the guy was just being a dick. And yeah, there was the other one. Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing. And so, uh, you yeah. know, some guys, like, that's not, you got the wrong NBA player or whatever. But it was like, he's just doing it to get social media clout. Yeah, yeah, they're being funny. All right, back to the message from Pierre. Uh, he says, as far as me bullying members of the Malamisha, that is also fake news. I have been very supportive to others, new and old, to the Mallard Militia. As far as my question, this is probably aimed towards the great Danny J. Pierre says, as he once sat in Roberto's chair as well as Coop's, every day I listen too much to the live show, and then I download and listen to all four hours at work. How about this? Man, dream listenership for us right there. God bless you, Pierre. What do, what, what do you think? Pierre does for work. What do you? What kind of work do you think Pierre does? listens to the radio? Yeah, yeah, you monetize that. I'm a pro radio listener. Yeah, my question is, why does some audio get dropped from the pod, i.e., certain sound effects, music, or even crew members' audio? Sometimes uh, I'll hear you, Ben, you know, conversing, but not the other crew member. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen a lot because when it does happen, it's a mistake. <laughs> Usually, proof? I've got the yeah. Unless it's some copywritten material that we know can't be included in the podcast, but because of that, sometimes on the board we call them pots. P O T, not because we smoke them. Smoke weed every day. It's a an abbreviation, and that's the line on the board that you turn up and down. There's settings above that each line on the control board. And you can either feed it to the live air and the podcast, or you could press that button to not feed it to the podcast. So, for instance, when we play rejoin music, that's not fed to the podcast. And sometimes you'll play a sound effect or something like that, or you'll accidentally have that button off on a microphone up at top. And so that's not fed to the podcast. We look back later and we see a gap in the podcast. We're like, oh, shit, what was supposed to be right there? And then I'll say, hey, Roberto, you're not feeding X or Y to the podcast. And he's like, oh, shit. And he presses the button and gets it back to the podcast. Okay. So no bumper music. What about the Maller music? We can put that on the podcast. Yeah. If a listener sends us something that they personally created, we can play that. If it's something that you or I personally created, we can play that. But if it's something that's copywritten, we can't play that music on a podcast. Yeah, and the company we work for, iHeart, they have to write a giant check to the record companies, right? It is a, yes. It's ASCAP, I think. Is that still the outfit that controls the music, uh, the, the the money? Every time we play anything, yeah, we have to send money. And if we, we're only allowed to play a certain amount of music, not to get too inside radio, but... There's know. lots of different rules. For instance, if we were like, hey, let's have a Bob Marley Friday, we actually couldn't sit there and play 
Bob Marley three or four times an hour for an entire show. And also you're not allowed on a network like us. We're not allowed to promote music that's coming up because we're not a music station. So we are actually not allowed to say, oh, coming up next, I'm going to play this song. We can't do that. (laughs) So there's lots of little strange copyright rules. Yeah. And so the, the company writes a giant check, one of those huge checks and then they uh ASCAP boy it's great imagine if you're a musician and you write a hit song that gets a lot of radio play even like you can do it when you're 19 years old 18 whatever it might be mm-hmm. and you're getting you're getting a little bit of money for the yeah. rest of your the rest of your time you're getting a little check yeah it's exactly like how Coop still gets small checks from whenever they play his movie how messed up are we, though? Is the, the, the people in radio? Why didn't they do that in radio? Like you play an I, old radio show and you get a little check. I agree with you. Every time an old show gets downloaded, you and I get eight cents. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I'll take five cents. I don't even need eight cents. You know, I'll take five. Hey, it all adds up. Every download, five cents. All right, moving on on the mailbag. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Ozzy Wise from South Cross, Western Australia, the man that got attacked by the kangaroo. He told us that story in a previous episode of the show. He says, Big Ben and Danny G, as I was listening to the podcast last week, Danny G was talking about twirling a snake over his head after he ran that (laughs) sucker over, which reminded me about being out in the, uh, the woods. He says, Woodwood. Uh, with the brother-in-law on one of the uh, one of his paddocks that uh, we were cleaning up, and uh, Ozzy Waz goes on to say here that uh, he was in a loader and was outside the tip truck. He uh, mo- he motioned to me a snake was close, and now he killed that sucker, which is illegal in Australia, as they are a protected species. You're not. Oh, how about that, Dan? Oh. Can't did you know that? I didn't know that. You can't kill a no. snake. Man. Uh he says, but cut the story short. I asked him, he says cut the short story. I asked him if it was poisonous. And he picked up the dead carcass and said, Yes, as the scales on its belly go a certain way. And my reply was, Hi, Snakey, don't bother me. Can I pick your tail up to see if you're poisonous? <laughs> uh, he he says here. So there's Ozzy Waz tail from Western oh, Australia. They're protected, but what if it's self-defense? Well, that's a good point. If a snake comes after you, if it's poisonous, what are you supposed yeah. to do? Get bitten and die? Yeah. And then do you need to hire a snake lawyer? You think you'll ever go to Australia, Danny? You think your travels will ever take you to Australia? I, I haven't had the chance to go to Europe yet. I think that'll be next on the Tinderoni's list for the upcoming years Got ahead you. of us. So I don't, I don't see Australia. I, I wish, but I, I don't think so in my lifetime. Yeah, I used to do radio in New Zealand. I would love to go. I have a, f- a couple of friends in New Zealand from the radio stuff that I did back in the day. I'd love to go to New Zealand, but I feel like if you go to New Zealand, you kind of got to go to Australia too, don't you? They're, they're, they're not yeah. that far. It's a couple-hour flight, but they're close to each other. So you, you got to do it, don't you, I think? Uh, all right, uh, we'll keep it going. It is the uh, the mailbag here, and uh, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny. You've oh. got mail. Yes, we do have mail. We have a lot of mail. Kevin in Kansas 
writes in. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, I have discovered a common word that nobody can say with any authority. The word is latte. Can either of you say the word with any kind of toughness behind it? Kevin <laughs> says, I I don't think even Chuck Norris or John Wayne could say latte without losing their credibility as real men. Any thoughts? Yo, man, I put some poison in that motherfucking latte. There you go. See, there you go right there. <laughs> and he's got the pipes, Kevin. He could do yeah. it. I can't do it. I say latte. <laughs> latte. 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 Yeah, yeah. There are some words like that. But you know, there's other words I don't. I, I, I butcher, like, free throws. I, I, I say throws. foul shots. I usually say foul shots. A lot of broadcasters have problems saying Russell Westbrook. They'll say Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Russell, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. Well, I like when it's football and basketball season and I'm talking about Russell Wilson and then yes. I talk about Russell Westbrook. And yes, I hear that often as well. Yep. Inevitably, I will confuse the my Russells. I'll mix up my Russells. Uh, bad job by me. I do not believe there's any antidote to that. I think I might need to take some penicillin. Uh, all right. Uh, next up on the mailbag. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin's been a great mailbag contributor. He's he's there for us pretty much every week. And, and good questions uh, from Kevin. So thank you for that. And we'll keep it moving here. Mail, motherfucker. All right. Next up is Greg from West St. Paul, Minnesota. He says, Ben and Danny G, when you were kids in grade school, what was your favorite subject and your least favorite? So the least favorite is easy. That's math. I uh, hated math. My my favorite, when grade school, I, I loved speech class, but that was in high school. Like grade school, I'm trying to remember. Like I liked history a little bit, liked learning American history. I thought that was cool. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, there was I was not a good student, so there wasn't a lot that I, I loved uh, in school. What about you, Danny? Anything you you love? You hate? Greg wants to know. He's dying to yeah. know in West St. Paul. Yeah, by far my favorite was Miss Martinez, my third grade teacher, and once a week she would put a really cool poster up on the board in front of the room, and she would say, "Okay, here's the assignment." You all take out a blank sheet of paper, see what's going on in the poster. And it would usually be like a Transformers poster or a Winnie the Pooh poster or something like that. And whatever the scene was, she'd say, how did they get to that point right there? What led up to this scene? You need to write that. And the best ones I'm going to read out loud to the class. The best one out of all of them wins that poster and a prize pack. And so it was kind of cool, right? So I loved creative writing even back then. So what I did, I look at this Winnie the Pooh poster, and I incorporated all of the kids in class, the class clown, the girl everyone had a crush on. I inserted them into the funny story and then got to that point of the poster. So she reads my paper, and the class is busting up laughing because I was writing jokes about all the kids in the class. And I remember winning the poster and the prize pack. But the problem, Ben, after that, everybody started copying that idea. Oh, so whatever poster she would put up, 
all the kids had knockoff versions of what I did to start the school year. Oh, man. Yeah. So I had to fight with uh, copycatters after that. Um, but still, it was a great way to start the year. I loved any writing. Whenever the teachers had anything going on like that, I paid close attention. And then when it was math time, I was like, can I go outside for some extra recess? <laughs> Did not interested in the numbers. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I recall, I, I wish I could track down some of my old elementary school teachers. They would laugh their ass off at how much time I spend putting notes together for the show and different <laughs> bullshit that I do as an adult. They would, because I was such a disheveled child. Right. And uh, you know, a typical loner dude, you know, introvert and all that stuff. But if they could see me now, if only they could see me now and say, yeah, they, they'd laugh and say, yeah, yeah, you should have paid more attention. You know, it's funny because a lot of broadcasters look back at being told to shut up in class. Like you talk way too much. You're never gonna amount to anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. And we goofed around. You know, I was, uh, you know, spitballs. I've told the story before. I had a buddy of mine who had never seen a uh, naked woman, and they had National Geographic magazine, <laughs> and uh, he could not stop uh, looking, and uh, of course was passing it around, and all. I was like, oh, this is the most amazing thing he'd ever seen in his life. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Uh, The next one from Walt. He says 364 miles east of the 405. So what is that, in the Phoenix area? Am I right on that? Somewhere in Arizona? I think Phoenix is like 375 from L.A., I think. But I don't know. I haven't driven there in a long time. I used to go to spring training in Arizona back in the day. Uh, Walt says, you mentioned that your father was an amateur radio operator. Yes, he was. My father was a prolific amateur radio operator and he was convinced till his last day on the planet because i know i talked to him a few hours before he passed away we didn't realize he was going to pass away from heart attack but my dad was convinced that there would be a big earthquake in la and ham radio ham operators were going to save the day and uh, he taught actually ham radio at some of the local colleges near where he lived so he was all in he was fully invested in amateur radio uh, and Walt says, did you ever think about taking the FCC test to get a license and then get his old call sign? Well, I did not. I did not realize I, that was even an option to get his old call sign. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But my my father, he tried, God bless, rest his soul. Also, my dad tried to get me to become a ham radio guy. And I was into it, like the talking part of it. But up until not that long ago, you had to know Morse code. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for the life of me, I could not figure out Morse fucking code. And I tried, my dad got me all these books. He tried, my dad was very good with numbers. He was a math major at UCLA. So he was very good with math, but I was, I was completely lost. If it had just been the, the speaking part, I could have nailed. That was probably the toughest test I took in all of high school. The electronics teacher, Mr. Haskins. He would set it all up. He was all official. He was an, a, an advanced technician for ham radio, and he would set up the test, and he was super serious about it. And I remember Ben falling behind a couple of steps listening to that damn Morse code. And <laughs> once you get behind, you're screwed. You're screwed because it leaves you in the dust. Um, so it took me three tries, and on my third and final try, I passed it to get a technician's license. The final attempt. Yeah, that's pressure when you know you don't even get another chance. Yeah, and my my dad, uh, he also, there was a, a ham radio magazine, if if anyone is listening, uh, QSR, I think it was called. I think he had every single uh, edition of that, of that magazine. He was just, he was a, a huge fan of that magazine. So I know we have a few ham radio people that are fans. I think our, our buddy Terry in England, is a ham radio operator uh, also. So, What became of your dad's ham radio equipment? Well, yeah, I, obviously I'm not a ham guy. So we, yeah. we actually we were able to give it to – he was part of a local community club. Okay. That, you know, they, they're an emergency response team if there's a disaster in the city he was living in. And so we were able to donate that to the people who are in the ham club so they were able to use his equipment and – you know, he had he had tons and tons of uh, of really old stuff. He didn't have a lot of new stuff. My dad liked the old stuff. 
And I, I used to bust my dad's balls because he, he was so into Morse code because that's what he learned as a kid. And he'd get on the ham radio bands at night and he'd be very frustrated. There, there weren't a lot of people doing the Morse code, but, and I was like, well, just do the vocal stuff. Cause there's more people doing that, but he, he yeah. loved the Morse code and that's what he wanted to do. And he got frustrated because a lot of the time uh, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be people on there doing the Morse code. So. By the way, I Googled the amateur radio magazine QST. QST. All right. There we go. I knew it was a Q. All right. Uh, Johnny writes in from Fishing Texas Waters. I guess that's what he's doing right now. He's fishing the waters of Texas. Uh, he says, how is it that FSR does not recognize you as the most influential people in the world? There you go. Uh, why is that, Danny G? Why do we not get recognized as the most influential people in the world? Uh, because we're the most interesting people in the world. So we can't hold two title belts at the same time. Yes. And as much as they want to overpay us, Danny, we both, we want to keep our blue collar outlook. We do. We don't want to become white collar racist. It, it would ruin the whole bit that we have. It's much better to carry the rock 35 times in a game to ground and pound and help the team win the division. We're not the prissy prima donna quarterback who doesn't want to get sacked. Yeah, there's some people that order an omelet, but there's other people that have to break the eggs to make the omelet. And that's what we do, right? I think. I don't know. Yeah, if you believe any of that. That's, uh, that is a load of bull pucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, Croy in Minnesota writes in. He says, what is the best firing story you've had, you or a coworker? Well, that's, that's appropriate because we had our buddy Sports with Coleman on. Yeah. who was let go. Uh, I lost uh, – I've told this story a few times over the years. I haven't told it in a while. I was hosting Dodger Talk, and I lost the gig at a payphone on outside a catwalk from the press box at County Stadium in Milwaukee. It's the end of a road trip. The Dodgers were – they went Chicago-Milwaukee, and I got a call from the programming guy uh, saying, hey, they, you got to you know, give me a buzz when you get back to L.A. And, of course, I was like, I want to find out right now what's going on. And the guy's like, hey, we decided to, to make a change. And uh, there's this other guy. He's a bigger name. And uh, he's going to replace you starting tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I lost. I lost a gig there. Uh, that I got replaced though by a legend in LA television. Oh, David Vasse. Uh, no, uh, Silver Tip Stu, the great Stu Nahan. Oh wow, a longtime television personality. He was in movies. Why did Stu need that gig at the time? He didn't need the gig, but he was he was actually retired and he loved the Dodgers, and so he thought it would be a fun gig to travel around and. Come on, Stu. You should have let a young Benny continue that job. I often wonder what would have happened if I had continued that job. Like, how would my life have turned out if I would I still be doing that job? Yeah. You might be sitting in the booth next to Charlie Steiner. I got to tell you, though, Dan Danny, it was not the easiest thing because even though I love the Dodgers, when they played like shit, I wanted to say, hey, they, they, this, you know, that guy's a bummer. And you can't really do that in that job. You have to be a housemate. It's you can't give anytime you say there was a day I did that job, the Dodgers, it was like a Sunday 
I think they were playing the Montreal Expos, how long ago that was. And they had a terrible day. They made like six errors in the game or something like that. And I, I was like ripping the defense and some uh, somebody got offended that I was being too critical. I was like, what am I supposed to say? You have like uh, you have six errors in a game. What do you want me to do? You know, <laughs> praise you for your gold glove defense. <laughs> but anyway, uh, any firing stories you want to share with Croy? So when I was programming a hip hop radio station here in Southern California, I actually inherited a staff, which, as you know, that's hard because at the time the station sucked pretty bad. They were in seventh place. There's that weird transition period where you got to figure out who you're going to keep, who you're going to ax. And it's the hardest with the weekend staff because that's hard to fill those jobs anyways. I'm looking at this weekend staff. I need to fill out the roster. There was this one guy named Timothy James, fake radio name and a fake voice, Ben. He'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was horrible. (laughs) But he did the early Saturday shift and an early Sunday shift. And I thought, well, let me just leave him alone. Except he was an asshole in the hallways. He created lots of drama with the staff. So I kept talking to my general manager, like, can I just get rid of this guy, please? He's just a troublemaker, and he's bad on the air. And my GM was like, well, you know, just bear with it. Just, just You're going to have to, you know, control the guy. And I'm like, all right. So every weekend was something new. Every weekend was a new problem with this guy, Ben. So finally, I, I wake up one Saturday. I turn on, you know, when you program a station, a big part of your life is listening to your damn radio station. If you're not there... You are because you're listening in your car, on your phone, at your house to make sure everything is going smooth. Well, back your- in the old days, you had the listen line. That yeah. The listen line before, <laughs> before all the apps where you could listen anywhere you want. It is yes. a number to call up to, to listen in on the station. Yeah. yeah, it was my responsibility. My general manager said, you have a big contract because you have big responsibilities. Then it bugged the shit out of my uh, girlfriend at the time. So I wake up early on Saturday morning. And I tune my station in, and there's dead air. What the f***? What's going on? And then, uh, like, a song comes on. But there was no imaging, nothing before the song. All right, well, maybe Timothy is just tired starting off his shift. And then the next song ends, Ben, and there's more dead air. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? So I call the hotline at this point. I'm like, all right, two incidents of dead air. I need to call and see if this, this guy hung over. Nobody answers the hotline. The red phone in the studio with the blinky, flashy light. That means, oh, shit, the boss is calling. No one answers it. The bat phone. The bat phone. And now I'm, like, really pissed. Like, okay, so we sound like shit on the air right now, and nobody's answering the bat phone. So another song gets played, and then imaging comes on, but it's train wrecking with a song. So, Ben, I throw my clothes on. I speed down to the radio station. I stomp into the studio and I expect, you know, I don't know what I'm going to see, but I'm thinking Timothy James is going to be laid out, you know, on the floor drunk or something like that. I don't know what to think. There was no Timothy James. It was a bright eyed intern, a scared look on his face. And I'm like, where the fuck is Timothy at? I don't know. He just asked me to cover for him for an hour. (laughs) <laughs> this asshole been a, a fifty thousand watt radio station this guy had an intern cover for him for an hour 
So I stay there and I, I like, where did he go? And he's like, oh, I'm not sure. He didn't tell me. He just asked me to cover the, the control board for an hour. Oh, man. And I'm like, you don't know how to do the control board. Nobody trained you on this. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to figure it out. He showed me really quick. And oh, I'm sorry if it sounds bad on the air. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> so I send the intern home. I get my headphones out of my programming office. And I jump on the air and I do the next break live. Introduce the next song. <laughs> he's driving back to the studios. Oh, yeah, it's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. He hears the program director on the air. Ben, he walked in 45 minutes later. He had an interview somewhere for like a daytime job, Monday through Friday. He tried to have this guy cover while he went to the job interview. <laughs> I said, get your shit and get out of here. He was trying to argue with me. And I was like, bye-bye. Wow. And yeah, that was the best firing we ever had there. I've never heard of anything like that in radio. We've heard a lot of crazy stories. No, that's that's quite the quite. Yeah. The, all right, well, that's a perfect way to put the bow on this. And so for John in Northern Colorado, Luna, uh, Mike, Steve, all you guys, I'm sorry, we just ran out of time here. But we uh, will next week, we'll have a new mailbag. So if you want to submit your question for next week, uh, John in Colorado and all you other guys there, and gal, I don't see any gals. I lied. There's no women. Uh, and and what happened to Helen and Stu? By the way, they they vanished. I hope they're okay. Helen and Stu. They 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 told this tale. They said they were going to pay off the great tale, and then they vanished. I, I don't think we've heard from them in like a month. So hopefully, Helen and Stu in Palmetto Bay, Florida, there are okay. Danny, what do you have coming up? Now, you're also you're going to be on the radio show, uh, the the live radio show tomorrow. And don't forget. Yeah. Uh, the the Maller meet and greet is this week. Hopefully Danny can make it. We'll find out. I will we'll obviously talk about it on the overnight show, but that'll be this Friday in Southern California. Uh contact Eddie Garcia, Eddie on Fox at gmail.com if you're interested in attending in La Mirada. I believe it is La Mirada there. But uh, Danny, what do you got going on? Yeah, it's going to be a fun week uh, besides the meet and greet. You're right. Monday into Tuesday, I get to fill in for Coop. Coopaloop, and that's my man. Today, this afternoon, I'm going to be having fun with Covino and Rich. And then the show right before yours, Arnie Spanier with Chris Plank. Laker yeah. fans! And then it'll be Maller time. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we'll have, uh, we'll have a great time this week. And uh, who knows? You never know who's going to be on the podcast. If you want to recommend a guest, I saw p people emailing me different names for future guests. Now that we got Musburger, Danny. I know. I think the world is our oyster. I think we can get anybody now. Set the bar high. I got some emails out to your boy, George Norrie. I would love to talk to George Norrie. That would be I would great. love to hear you and him having a conversation. Yeah. So I'm efforting that at the moment. All right, so we'll see what happens with that. But have a great week, a great rest of the day, obviously, today. And I'll be back in the radio studio, the terrestrial radio studio, the brick-and-mortar studio, uh, literally and figuratively there uh, tonight, 11 p.m. in the West, 3 a – what is that? 2 a.m. I can my math. They said there would be no math. 2 a.m. in the East uh, in the middle of the night there on a Monday, and we'll catch you then. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. 
Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 